Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the Monday Night Football Showdown slate between the Saints and the Chargers. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before we get into the video, uh, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Uh, currently right now, 5.21 thousand subscribers. Uh, the easiest way to support me guys with all the content being free is just hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, know when I go live. I will be live streaming for this one 30 minutes before lock to go over everything and answer any questions you guys have. So always important to follow uh, or to check out the live stream. We do have a couple, um, you know, guys' status up in the air. Also, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, we do upload an ample podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about players and their prices, uh, what we can do quickly is look back and line up here from Thursday night's uh, showdown slate. Thursday night. Uh, almost took down the big GPP, was so close. This was in the $33 tournament, turned 33 into a little over $600, so obviously cannot complain at all. Uh, the first place lineup, I think this was the optimal, was 107, so it was like three or three points or so uh, back. Yeah, Montgomery, I mean, I told you guys I liked both running backs. Uh, once Fournette got, um, or once we got the news that Fournette was, uh, you know, only to be used in emergency situations, I really liked Ronald Jones and Montgomery. I knew Montgomery was going to be a little bit lower owned, but he had the workload of, you know, he had like almost 90% of the uh, snaps the, the previous game. And I just thought his ownership was not high enough. So I went with him and the captain to get a little bit different. I told you guys I love, you know, both wide receivers, the, the main wide receivers in each team with Robinson and Mike Evans. Again, those were not contrarian plays. Tyler Johnson, I was a little bit surprised how low owned he was. Um, but that was a play, obviously, the public wasn't on too much. Only 16% in this one. I thought he used the clear top value. Talked about that multiple times in the live stream. He put up 10 fancy points, 6 catches for, for 61 yards. And then finally used Nick Foles. So that's that's basically my lineup. Uh, was super, super close to the takedown. So let's see if we can keep it going here for Monday's showdown slate. All right, let's uh, take a look at the Vegas odds here. So right now, this one's currently sitting at a 50 over under. The Saints are seven-point favorites. We did get news a couple hours ago that Michael Thomas, surprisingly, is out after an altercation in practice. He is not going to play in this one. So that does obviously change some things up for the Saints. Um, yeah, before you get in the player-by-player player breakdown, though, I do want to go over the snap counts for, for each team the previous game just so we have a good idea of where teams were at. Um, this last game for the Chargers, as an Austin Eckler went down early. Uh, Joshua, Kelly, Joshua Kelly got about 57% of the snaps, while Justin Jackson played 40%. So I think the plan is here for the Chargers is to utilize both these backs a decent amount. Um, so I think both are playable. Uh, Justin Jackson is a lot cheaper, and we'll get to that in a sec. Wide receiver situation. This was with Mike uh, Williams out. Keenan Allen basically played the entire game. Uh, Guyton, I believe that's how you pronounce the name. I could be mispronouncing. I believe it's Guyton. Uh, played 85% of the snaps. Uh, Moore played 47%. So got to keep an eye on this because this could open up some value if Mike Williams is not available with guys like Guyton, with a guy like Moore who is min-price. Tight end situation, yeah, Hunter Henry, no real surprise here. He played 85% of the, uh, the snaps. Virgil Green, more out there for his blocking, played 47%. I do wanted to show the quarterbacks for the Saints because it's a little bit of a different situation, right? Because Taysom Hill is a guy that utilize in a bunch of different formats. Again, he's playable on this slate. People like playing him. He probably will be a little bit over-owned. But he's a guy that, you know, in goal line situations, they, they will bring him in sometimes. And he can definitely run one in. Uh, he's caught some passes. He's thrown some passes, obviously. So uh, he's a guy, that, you know, that they will utilize a bunch. I think he's 
at least in consideration as a value play in the slate. Running back situation, um, so Kamara's snaps actually went down a little bit, but he is just so, so productive with his touches that it honestly doesn't matter a whole lot. I expect normally this is about to be a 70-30 split. It was 67-41, so you know both running backs played a bit together that last game. Uh, or, you know, Kamara probably lined up out wide a bit. But, um, yeah, Kamara's pricey in this one, but his floor is super, super high. We'll talk about Latavius thing is also viable because he, he does get a decent amount of touches in the Saints backfield. Wide receiver situation, so it doesn't look like it's going to change now with no Michael Thomas. Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders uh, were, were the main two guys. Sander, or Smith uh, played about 90%. Emmanuel Sanders, 7 to 3%. And then the number three role, not super useful here because they utilize three guys with Benny Fowler, Deontay Harris, and Callaway. So, yeah, those three are they're in play, but you're not going to really feel comfortable about it because it doesn't look like any of the three are going to play a majority of the game. Finally, we also have um, Jared Cook status up in the air. Uh, so Hill, Troutman could be uh, you know potential uh, cheap options if Jared Cook can't go. So let's talk about these prices now. We'll start at the flex position. Yeah, Kamara at 12K. It's simple. In cash games, you play Kamara, you move on, right? It, just don't overthink it. I know he's pricey. Doesn't matter. The floor is super, super high. Uh, he had his uh, low uh, total for the season of uh, the last game and catches only three catches. Normally, he's a guy that can, you know has upside to get you double-digit catches. He's basically wide receiver and a running back. Sure, right, he's not getting 100% of the touches, but he doesn't need to. He's just so productive when he gets the ball um, that I just think he, you, you play him in cash. Now, can you make the argument to fade in GPPs? Yeah, he's going to be really popular. And there's there's other ways you know this could go, right? You could go to Latavius and hope he gets... Uh, you know, some of the goal line work, um, and maybe Kamara doesn't catch as many balls as he has so far this season. But um, I think the safe play is play Kamara uh, and, and, you know, fill out the rest of your lineup. Quarterback situation. So, again, for, for cash game setting, I always say quarterbacks have the highest floor on these slates. So I do recommend playing both quarterbacks if you are playing, like, 50-50s head-to-heads. Now, in tournaments, these guys, you can fade them, right? Um I always, you know, usually for me, unless I think the game's going to be super, super ugly, I do try to get one quarterback in. Um, you know, you can definitely, I wouldn't fade both unless you think it's going to be a super ugly game. This one, again, on the higher end, over-under, about 50 over-under. So I'm not really looking to fade both quarterbacks. Uh, but I think you can fade one if you want to. Breeze is, he's been okay this year. You can kind of tell he's going downhill a bit. Um, he's checking down a lot. Um, you know, 10.4K feels feels about right. And then on the other side, Herbert uh, at 10.2. This is a game, you know, the Chargers probably will be playing from behind in. But he's been pretty solid this year, too. So for me, for the quarterback situation, you have the rookie, and then you have Drew Brees, who's, who's really getting up there in age. Both at almost identical prices. I don't really have a strong lean either way. You know, if you made me pick, I guess Herbert, because I think it would be I think the Chargers will probably be playing from behind in this one, uh, but yeah, it's that's not really. Um, it, it's almost 50-50 if you're going to make me pick. Again, you can definitely play both quarterbacks and Kamara, uh, and then kind of go value if that's the route you want to go. But um, the reason why I'm not overly excited about playing both quarterbacks is because we have Kamara on the slate and we have Keenan Allen on the slate at 9.4K. Love this price for Keenan Allen. Um, 8, 10, 19, and 11 targets. We have no Austin Eckler for a little bit, too. I think that helps Keenan Allen even more. 
I just really, really like his floor. I really like his upside. He's been super, super safe, super consistent. Uh, the price is a nice discount off of the quarterbacks and off of Kamara. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen is one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite play of the day for his price. Really, really like that price there on, on uh, Keenan Allen. Again, Eckler is going to be out for at least four weeks. So we'll talk about, I guess, the running back situation now with, with Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. Josh Kelly is at 8-2. Feels a little bit pricey, to be honest. I know, I know he's been playing decent uh, for this Chargers backfield, but he's not going to get, you know, he's not going to be a workhorse back here. They're going to utilize Justin Jackson a good amount. So an 8.2K, again, it feels a little bit pricey. Like, I would rather just get up to Keenan Allen for a little bit more. So Kelly, in my opinion, is more of a contrarian play here at his price. Kind of the same thing with Henry at 7.8. Like, I would feel a little bit more comfortable getting to Keenan Allen who I think has more upside, but uh, that doesn't mean Hunter Henry can't have a, a good day for his price. I just think he's priced right, maybe slightly overpriced. Again, he's a good pass-catching tight end, 8 8 7 and 4 targets. They'll probably be playing from behind this one. So Hunter Henry, uh, definitely viable, but again, I think a little bit more contrarian on this slate. Kind of same thing with Traquan Smith. This mid-range of guys I'm not like overly excited about. He just feels a little bit pricey. 7K uh, with no Michael Thomas. Has had 7, 6, and 4 targets, but... I don't know. I just feel I feel like he's a little bit pricey. I personally would rather take the discount on Emmanuel Sanders, but that's just me. If you want to get to Traquan Smith at 7K, fine. Uh, Jared Cooks at 6'2". This is something to keep an eye on. Could open up potential value here for the Saints tight end situation with maybe Hill or Troutman. Um, if Cook plays at 6'2", another one that, again, like I think he's priced about right. I'm not like super excited about it, but I'm not like... Um, don't think he's like an automatic fade either. So yeah, Cook, if he does play, another guy that is just okay, right? This is range below Keenan Allen. I'm not like super, super excited to play anyone here, really. But with Kelly, Hunter Henry, Traquan Smith, Jared Cook, yeah, they're just they're just all fine. Yeah, so Emmanuel Sanders is at 5'6". For me, I would rather play him than Traquan Smith. Five and nine targets last couple of games, uh, you know, playing out of the slots, I just feel a little bit more, I feel a little bit better with his price than do Traycon Smith. It's just a price tag thing, really. So, yeah, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a decent player in the mid-range. Um, definitely someone that has upside. Uh, obviously, he's getting up there in age, but I do like the price for, for Emmanuel Sanders. One of my favorite plays, I guess, in, in the mid-range here. Then we have Latavius Afori. I think my concern with Latavius Murray is he's going to be over-owned after that last game. We had two touchdowns, right? He is kind of touchdown-dependent. He's not a guy that's going to utilize a ton in the passing game. Like he can, you know, he'll probably catch, catch one or two passes, but that's about it. He's a guy that they'll utilize more on the ground. But if he's not getting and going on the ground, then the floor is somewhat low, right? In the first three games, we saw four, five, and seven fancy points. After that, you know, last game he had 21. So Latavius is definitely in play. He will get decent touches. Like I think 30-ish percent, maybe a little bit more. Um, so yeah, he's fine. I think the only issue I have with Latavius, I think he's gonna be a little bit overowned uh, on this slate. Justin Jackson. So for me, I prefer Justin Jackson to Latavius because we haven't seen a big game yet from Jackson. Obviously, uh, he got injured there in game one, and then was just came in, um, you know, in, in game four and didn't do a whole lot uh, against the Tampa Bay defense, but. I just prefer him. I think it's about going to be about 50-50 split, maybe 60-40 Joshua Kelly. But Justin Jackson has shown, you know, last couple of years, he's a good running back, and he can catch balls too. So a 4.4K, 
I do have interest in Justin Jackson, and the, the positives with this char- the Chargers running backs, they love utilizing the running backs. They do. Like, they will go to, to the running backs a ton here as long as they don't fall behind big. So both Jackson and Kelly are in play, but I do prefer Justin Jackson for the discount. Now, Guyton, this is uh, dependent on Mike Williams. I guess I did uh, gloss over Mike Williams. I want to talk about this. He is questionable with the hamstring injury. Did participate in limited fashion in practices. The concern is it's a hamstring injury, right? And we saw what happened with Julio the last time he tried to play last Monday night with a hamstring injury. Re-aggravated it. So this one's tricky because Mike Williams does have the big play upside. 5K seems priced about right. So he's he's a good play for GPPs because the injury, right, and, and the price point is not like amazing, but does have that big play upside. I think he's a really, really good play here in GPPs because his his floor is super, super low, but his ceiling is kind of high, right? He's a guy that can definitely uh, break a long one. So um, Williams, more suited for GPPs for me. Again, so Guyton, this is dependent on Mike Williams for me. If Mike Williams is out, then I do like Guyton as the value player here at 4-2, who would fill in as the number two wide receiver. We saw it uh, last game. He played 85% of snaps. No, sure, right? He did do a whole lot with them, but but the he, he got the snaps at least, right? So 4.2K would someone I would consider only if Mike Williams is out. If Mike Williams is in, I probably wouldn't go there. Lutz and Badgley are definitely viable for kickers. Um, again, don't I never have a strong take on kickers here. Their range of outcomes is usually 5 on the low side, 15-ish on the high side. Uh, you know, 4.3.8K are very, very fair prices. So, you can definitely look to the kickers. I think they're they're safe uh, value options. The defenses with the Saints and the Chargers. Defense is a little bit more in play in this slate. You know, it feels like the last few slates the defense has been really expensive. But 3-6 and 2-8 are fair. Um, I think I would prefer the Saints defense going up against a rookie quarterback. Uh, but I'm not, again, it's like a single entry guy. I'm not overly excited about either. But I think that they're more playable on this slate, both, both the Saints and the Chargers. Uh, it is on the higher end. So if you made me pick, I would go Saints. But... Again, for a single entry guy like myself, I'm probably not going to get to them. If you're making a, a like a lot of lineups, you can definitely throw the defenses in your player pool. And then we get to the dart throws here. So uh, Tyrone Johnson uh, is at 1.8K. Not really someone I'm looking to because he only played, let's go to the Chargers, wide receivers. He only played 15% of the snaps. He was the number four receiver, and that was with Mike Williams out. So I'm not really looking there. Taysom Hill's at 1.6. I think the price point makes him at least some play here, right? Um, he's a guy that, you know, can do it all. You know, all he really needs is to run one in from the goal line. That's it. So he's someone that is is definitely in play here at, at this price point uh, at 1.6K. Again, they'll use, utilize him a decent amount. The Saints will. Uh, Donald Parham, the XFL uh, star, uh, actually did have one catch on his only snap. Um, yeah, it's not seeing enough for me right now unless something changes with the Chargers tight end situation, but... Uh, can't go there. Troutman and Hill uh, are potential value plays if Jared Cook is out, but neither did anything in, in their in uh, Cook's absence that last game. Again, Virgil Green is just out there for his blocking. I don't really, I guess you can consider him, right? But I'm not really looking there. Uh, Callaway, kind of same thing, right? He only saw the Saints uh, wide receiver situation. You know, it was Fowler, it was Harris, it was Callaway, all kind of mixing in. They're all really cheap, so if you want to take a shot on those guys, so be it. But you can't really feel confident about any of them. Um, and then, let's see. Yeah, Benny Fowler, right, kind of the same thing. He played, you know, he got in there a little bit, 
but not enough for you to really feel comfortable about it. He played 14% of the snaps. Last guy I do want to mention here is uh, Moore for the Chargers. He is at the Flatman $200. Didn't have a catch, didn't have a target, but he was out there for 45, 47% of the snaps. So he's at least someone you can consider, but that's only if Mike Williams is out. I think that really uh, wraps it up for the player-by-player -player breakdown here, guys. So, let's talk about captains now. Um, again, if you're going for a quarterback and the captain, make sure you get some correlation in there. Like, if you play Drew Brees, I'd probably play at least two of his receivers. Kind of the same thing with, um, with Justin Herbert. Sorry. Um, if you play him in the captain spot, I would probably play at least two of his receivers. But... If I'm going to play quarterback and the captain, I usually go for quarterbacks that have rushing upside. Neither really do here, so I'm probably not looking to do it. Um, for GPP winning lineups, it's, it's a quarterback or running back that are in the captain spot about 75% of the time. A running back or wide receiver, I should say, 75% uh, of the time. So the guys that I'm looking to, like Kamara, obviously, again, he's going to be really popular, but I love his upside. Uh, love Keenan Allen, too. Like those are my two top uh, captain targets just because I think they're really, really safe. Now, some cheaper guys I think are in consideration. Well, a guy like Emmanuel Sanders is viable in my opinion. Both the backup running backs are in play here with Murray and with Justin Jackson. Um, yeah, those are the guys I think I would consider for captain. If you do play a Kamara in the captain, you know, 6.4K remaining, it's probably going to be a little bit tricky to get both quarterbacks in there, right? So and I kind of want to prioritize getting Keenan Allen in there too. So for me, the approach I'm going to take is probably only play one quarterback, but we'll see. I haven't messed around with roster instruction too much. Um, if you do take a shot at someone cheap in the captain, it always does open up some value. So let's just say, for example, that Mike Williams is out and then Jason Moore becomes at least playable here for the Chargers of the Flatman. You can go that route and then basically get whoever else you want into your lineup, right? So that potential build that is always in play. But we'll, we'll talk about more about roster construction in the live stream. So make sure to check out the live stream, guys, tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a good day. And I will see you all tomorrow uh, in the live stream.